You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, everybody, with the Locked On Lions post-game pod right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy New Year, everybody, on a Sunday, January 2nd, and a Monday, January 3rd. A little Sunday evening post-game pod. The Seahawks, no problems today. Knocking off the Lions, 51-29 at Lumen Field out in Seattle. The 12s in full regale. And a big day for Russell Wilson as uh, he just torches the Lions. Lions will uh, go winless on the road this year, 0-8-1. And, and they are now 2-13-1 after today's uh, bludgeoning at the hands of Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Matt Terry with you. Thanks for listening, everybody, and joining us. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day here on Locked on Lions. What do you what do you, what do you really want me to say today? I mean, it was it could be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle. Uh the Seahawks were due to play better. They're not a good football team by any stretch of the imagination, but today Russ, Rashad Penny, DK Metcalf, that trio just steamrolled the Lions playing without Jared Goff. Tim Boyle uh, subbing in. Uh, had his moments where he actually looked decent. And then other times through three interceptions. Um, he's no good. We know that. And what I think was the most bothersome today, we'll get you some game balls. There were some positives today. And we'll read some of your tweets at Derry Speaks. D-E-R-Y Speaks. Also follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Lions and the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Today was one of those days where... Yeah, the Lions battled and, and everything else, but uh, they got pushed around today. They gave up a 50-burger, a 50-burger to Seattle, an offense. And if you heard the uh, the crossover with Corbin on Thursday, to an offense that has been struggling all year to score points. And the Lions served up 50 points today for the first time to an opponent since uh, October 15, 2017, when the Saints dropped 52 on the Lions in a 52-38 victory. Um, the most points the Lions have ever given up was a 65 back in 1950, but it was the first time in a couple of seasons here that the Lions gave up 50 points. And what was, was, was just really alarming today was the Lions' defensive line got shoved around. Um, Rashad Penny is a guy that the Seahawks probably are letting go after this year. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He's starting to come on this year now in a contract year. But at one point in this game, he was averaging 10 yards a carry. He averaged 7 yards a carry today, 25 uh, carries for 170 yards and two touchdowns. And they were opening up holes where the Seahawks' offensive line, and there was just no resistance from the Lions' D-line. Now, some of you are going to say, well, wait a minute. The Lions are trotting out all these practice squad players. You know, there's guys out there, I don't even know their numbers. Who's Bruce Hector? Who's Jesse LeMagne? Who's um, Brady Breeze and, and, and guys like that? I get it. But while the Lions are trotting out no tight ends, backup, backup offensive linemen, on defense, I'm sorry, but second-round pick, Levi Onzerike. Third-round pick, Aleem McNeil. Fifth-round pick, Derek Barnes. Fourth-round pick, Ifyatu Melifonwu. 
All Brad Holmes guys. They get embarrassed today. John Penasini today. Watch the tape. He got bullied all day. Austin Bryant. I mean, I'm not saying these guys are, are all pro players. And some of them are rookies that are learning. But boy, oh boy, the Seahawks just had no problem shoving it down the Lions' throats. And then turned to the play-action game and Russell Wilson, who I think we all could see today was playing with a lot of emotion. He could be traded, could be the end of the road for him playing at home. And he doesn't have the arm strength he used to have. He doesn't have the accuracy he used to have. But he threw four touchdowns today and had a passer rating of 133.1. But it all started with the run game. And yes, the Lions tried hard. Yes, the Lions got back in the game. You know, down 31 to 7 all of a sudden, or 38 to 7, they made it interesting. But the Seahawks scored nine straight times. Nine straight drives ended in points. Except at the end, when they got to the one-yard line, ready to put up 58 on the Lions, and Pete Carroll called off the dogs and took three knees, and that was it. The Lions could not get any stops. And the guys that I mentioned the D-line have to improve. They've got to get better. I know they were without Michael Brockers and some others today. They've been without Trey Flowers. They've been without Romeo Quar. Linebacker-wise, Jalen Reeves-Maben. Everybody's talking about, oh, JRM's playing really well. He's probably earned a spot next year. They have to improve at linebacker. Did you watch Nicobe Dean the other night for Georgia against Michigan in the Orange Bowl? The Lions have nobody like a guy like Nicobe Dean. I'm not saying the Lions at number two, and that's where they would be drafting if the season ended today. And by the way, today the Lions clinched at least the first pick or the second pick. If Jacksonville loses next week, or Jacksonville beats the Colts next week, and the Lions lose, the Lions would get the top pick. But there's no way Jacksonville's winning next week. I just don't see it. Although Frank Reich's never won with the Colts in Jacksonville. Anyway, would you take N'Kobe Dean at two? That guy is just a monster. PFF grades him as the 11th best prospect right now in the draft, but he had to have moved up playing middle linebacker uh, for Georgia the other night. Oh, my God, was he good. But anyway, I don't want to go into a Kobe Dean reset or the magical season for Michigan. I'm not getting into that. But I'll say this. Um, they got pushed around today. And there just aren't enough good football players on the defensive side of the ball. Like I said, Jalen Reeves-Maben is fine. But to sit here and go, oh, they, all these guys got better. we got to bring all these guys back. No, there, there needs to be improvement all across the board on that defense. Oruwarie stepped up this year. Amani had a really nice year. Um, I like what I saw from Jalen Reeves-Maben. Am I ready to commit him to being a starter next year? How many of these guys, you know, you look at the top tacklers today on the lines. Tracy Walker, Dean Marlowe, JRM, Will Harris, Austin Bryant, Derek Barnes, A.J. Parker, Aleem McNeil, Bruce Hector, Julian O'Quara, John Penasini, Levi Onzerike, Charles Harris, that's a guy I would keep, C.J. Moore, Bobby Price, I could go on and on. How many of those guys are definitely coming back next year? Who were the locks? Well, McNeil and Onzerike are first-year players. They're not going anywhere. Charles Harris, you'd like to re-sign. He's had a really nice year coming off the edge. Jalen Reeves may have been fine. You want to bring him back? It's going to be a team-friendly deal. But other than that, I'm not ready to say, oh, they got to bring Tracy Walker back. No. Oh, he had 12 tackles. Cool. They're all down the field. 
He doesn't make enough plays. You didn't walk away from that game today going, man, Tracy Walker made some great plays today. Nobody on that defense showed up today. They got they got embarrassed. Like I said, Oruarie, you know, some of the guys like that, Charles Harris. But there still needs to be a major facelift with this defense. Give Aaron Glenn credit. He has squeezed as much juice out of these guys as he can. Like I said, I know Romeo's been out. I know Trey uh, Trey Flowers has been out. Anzalone has been out. The flowing locks has been sidelined the last couple of weeks. But even he's not that good. He's on a one-year deal. There needs to still be an overhaul on that side of the ball. There's some guys that have improved. There's some guys you like. You're seeing improvement, but it's not enough. There needs to be more. Jerry Jacobs, that's another guy you bring back. God, Will Harris is terrible. He's terrible. Takes poor angles, takes poor routes, misses too many tackles. The DK Metcalf touchdown, where was he going? Guard the the the, the goal line? You think Metcalf was stopping there? It was easy, easy candy. Big day for DK Metcalf. Seahawks win it 51-29. to Let's get more into it. We'll do that coming up next. Happy New Year from our friends at Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Maybe even better, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. I was over at the uh, Litke's house uh, with my friends today watching the game. I brought the, the I brought the whole crew some Built Bars. Coconut brownie chunk. They're the best. Get them at Built.com. Uh, so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. Try the Built Puffs as well. They're awesome, and they're good for you. All right, 130 calories in most Built Bars. That's it. Most candy bars have around 240 calories. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, welcome back. Seahawks 51, Lions 29 today. The positive... Come on, man. Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god. ARSB has been unbelievable. The rookie wide receiver today became the first rookie in NFL history with at least eight catches in five straight games. First ever. Congratulations to Brad Holmes for going out and, and, and acquiring Amon Ra St. Brown out of USC. Great pick. Great trade-up to get him. Eight catches today, 111 yards and a touchdown along of 31. He also rushed for a touchdown on that inside handoff. Two touchdown day for Amon Ross St. Brown. And any single time, the Lions need a spark. They need something offensively. He provides it. 26-yard touchdown run. He looked like Barry Sanders in the second quarter with that run. Loved it. Seven-yard touchdown pass in the third quarter. That had cut the lead to 38-15, um, and then the two-point conversion, too. He's a good football player. He's been the best draft pick of all of them. I mean, Panay has been good. He didn't have a great day today, but Panay is going to be your right tackle for the next few years, and he looks good. But, boy, St. Brown's a star. 
He reminds you of Golden Tate. He makes good plays. He's got an edge to him. Dan Campbell, after the game, just said he was so steady, and he is. And on a day-to-day, think about this. On a day-to-day where you've got your backup quarterback and Tim Boyle, right? You've got receivers all with either COVID or injured. And you're forced to start Amon Ross St. Brown, Trinity Benson, and Tom Kennedy as your receivers. You got to figure Seattle and Pete Carroll and Ken Norton Jr., they're going to take St. Brown out of the game. There's no Hawkinson. There's um, no uh, Khalif Raymond. There's no Brock Wright. There's nothing. The Lions are down to Bubkiss at receiver. Kadiral Hodge actually didn't play badly today. But you'd figure, Seahawks would say, anybody can beat us except uh, ARSB. And all that guy did was put up another 100-yard receiving day, a couple of touchdowns. He played well. Really did. I like what I see there. But as Aqib Talib talked about on the broadcast today, there's a lot of receivers out there in the draft, and the Lions are going to need to get one. The question is when. Because, you know, um, Olave and Wilson from Ohio State and Jamison Williams from Bama, I mean, the list goes on and on. There are really good receivers in this draft. But the question is when the Lions are going to use one of their draft picks on a receiver when I just spent 10 minutes telling you how bad this defense is. And how the Lions need playmakers on that side of the ball. Shame on Bob Quinn. God, did he leave the cupboard bare. Holy smokes. And I know that Romeo Aquara's hurt and Trey Flowers and Anzalone and blah, blah, blah. There's plenty of guys, you know, Okuda. There's plenty of guys out. But, you know, when you when you just don't hit on these second-round picks and you're drafting guys like Jelani Tabai, uh, it, it's just a killer. It's a killer. You know, I'm not going to go back and, you know, pontificate on the players that they lost and, and didn't take, but it, it, it hurts. And it's just poor a poor job of, of scouting and a poor job by, by the previous general manager. This group, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, get the benefit of the doubt. They inherited a lousy team and then got ravaged with injuries. They're 2-13-1 for a reason. I like the effort today. They came out very flat today. Very flat. And they were getting their clocks cleaned early. You know. Down 31 to 7 at the half, down 38 to 7 in the third. Did not start well. But the team bounced back. They fought. And now, next week with Green Bay coming in, and if the Packers win tonight, they're not going to play anybody next week. But my expectation for this football team coming into the season was four wins. Four wins. And they're 2-13-1. They have underachieved. Do I like Dan Campbell? Yeah, I like him better. You know, I've given him the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying. I thought creatively with the offense today and the play calling, I like that they tried a couple of times to hit tackle-eligible plays. I like the aggressiveness. I like some of the play calls. I like some of the bubble screens. Taylor Decker caught a touchdown today. But nobody's going to win. I don't care if you got Newt Rockney or Chuck Knoll or Marty Schottenheimer. You're not winning with Tim Boyle. Big question. We were talking about this uh, with my buddies Brandon and Nate. David Blau must be terrible if he can't get into a game with this team. 
Jared Goff in Pittsburgh had his arm basically in a sling. He was playing with one arm, his non-throwing arm. David Blau was the backup that day. Couldn't get in the game. Today, Boyles is throwing the ball to the other team. He's just slinging it to Seattle. Drops the snap, picks it up, throws it right to the other team. And I'm not saying David Blau would have come in and lit it up. Put him out there and see what they have. But it's obvious that the Boyle and Blau uh, killer bees duo ain't working. This team's going to need to draft a quarterback and probably sign another veteran. They are. Because these two can't be back next year. Blau must be horrible. He can't get in the games. And Boyle, I, I see nothing. Last week against the Falcons, chance to win. He throws an interception right to the other team's linebacker. Today, he threw a couple of throw. He, he, he threw a couple today, but just brutal. Three picks on the day. Passer rating of 65.4. Seattle's got a decent defense. Quandre Diggs is over there. He's a pro bowler, former Lion. But that's not, that's not the Legion of Boom anymore. It's not. You know, Bobby Wagner is not 25-year-old Bobby Wagner anymore. Don't even think he had a tackle today. Brian Monet from Michigan and Kerry Hyder. I mean, you know, DJ Reed's really good. Jordan Brooks was flying around. But let's, that Taylor kid uh, popped uh, Jamal Williams on one of the runs. But today just was an ass kicking. At least they gave it a better effort in the second half, unlike the Halloween game against Philly, because that was gross. Today, again, tried. But they're playing with too many guys out. and They're just not talented enough. You knew they weren't going to win out in Seattle. I didn't think it would be this bad. But um, there's just not enough material on the field. Like I said, next week, you know they're going to play hard. And if Green Bay wins tonight and rests everybody, they'll have a chance. Jordan Love starting next week against Aaron Rodgers is a giant step down. And Packers will probably rest a bunch of people if they secure the top seed uh, with a win tonight over Minnesota at home. At time of recording, it's 3 nothing Green Bay. Your tweets, let's read a few of them. At Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. We'll also hand out some game balls. As the Lions lose today, they give up 265 yards of rushing offense for the Seahawks and get obliterated 51-29. to By the way, the Lions lead the league in false starts this year? Jeez, horrible. And the offensive line has actually done pretty well, even with all of the um, backups in. Today, Big V was out. Kramer played. Uh, Evan Brown uh, you know, stays in there at center. They're doing a decent job. But Lions couldn't get the ground game going today. You know, They, they played DeAndre Swift today, but they only played him. They only, he only touched the ball a couple times. Only had four carries in the run game, and was targeted three times in the passing game. A little confused by that. Jamal Williams got the bulk of the load today, and he made some mistakes. There were some holes that he missed, that he was running the wrong, it ran in the wrong spot. But only 22 carries for 95 yards today. But again, when you're down big and losing 31-7 to at the half, you're not going to run the football too much. We'll get some of your thoughts on this game Um Coming up next, what about our friends at Bet Online? They got you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March 
through the pro football playoffs. We got some teams that are in. We got some teams eliminated, uh, including the Cleveland Browns. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Don't wait. Take advantage of all of the offers available. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, tweets uh, coming in at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. Uh, the Colonel writes in, despite missing so many players due to COVID and injury, this staff squeezes every bit of talent from this roster. Is Detroit good? No. But the culture has changed and there are building blocks. Campbell is growing into the role. St. Brown is a beast. Hashtag one pride. St. Brown is a beast. I love him. I love what he's doing. Um, what else we got? On the Twitter today, why is Russell playing from Kevin Kelly? Yeah, late in the game, uh, Russell Wilson still in the game. Um, what else we got? Turner Batdorf says, "Just keep throwing it to number fourteen. Can we, can we get him a nickname? Yakatron? <laughs> Yards after the catch." Uh, Andrew says, "We can't run the ball. Our D line has holes the size of the Grand Canyon. Tim Boyle's not our biggest problem." No, I never said he was their biggest problem. He's just not good. You know? Um, Lions Tailgate writes in, the boys are having fun out there. D's sun god looking like the steal of the draft. Down the field and gain. Robert Banker checks in. There, here's an old bit. If Alex Anzalone wasn't hurt, Lions would be winning. Hashtag one pride. Hashtag GMPB. Yes, Gaines Media Poster Boy. Happy New Year, Robert. Uh, Ty Turner. St. Brown is a problem. It could be the steal of the draft. I can't wait to see him on the field with a real quarterback and other real targets getting some attention from the defense. It's so true. Come next year, there's got to be a number one receiver. There's got to be a veteran signed. I thought Michael Gallup would be a nice fit for the Lions. He tore his ACL today. That's going to hurt his uh, free agency, the uh, Cowboys receiver. Uh, Tut62 on Twitter. I know you have to watch this game. It's your job, but I wasn't even going to watch today and bother. As far as I'm concerned, it's the offseason. <laughs> oh, man. Mel, yeah, 68. OMG, does Boyle suck? I'm okay with golf for next year, but the backup quarterback situation must be upgraded in 22. I agree. Um, this organization, for some odd reason, going back to... Martin Mayhew, uh, Bob Quinn, and even Brad Holmes this year, they just refuse to ever address backup quarterback. Don't tell me Chase Daniel was a, a real option either. <laughs> it just, they never do. They're going to need to draft a quarterback this year. And they're going to need to sign a veteran too, a real veteran. Because Tim Boyle is is not the answer. He's not. You know? The defense, yes, they battled today, all right? But this defense could have given up 60 to a bad Seahawk team. You know, Gus and Akeem Tlaib are like, oh, you know, DK Metcalf's got bad uh, body language. He's upset. He doesn't touch the ball. 
Guy, of course, scores three touchdowns against the Lions. <laughs> Targeted nine times, three touchdowns. Ify Malafamu had a day to forget. He was destroyed today by DK Metcalf. All right, let's hand out some game balls. Uh, number one, of course, is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Eight catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. He played pretty well today. He played real well today. I would give him a game ball. I like what I'm seeing from him. Kaderil Hodge gets a game ball from me, and I'll tell you why. He caught five passes for 76 yards, including a 42-yard bomb that was near touchdown. But if you watch him on special teams as well, both in the uh, kick coverage game and also in uh, um, kick return game. He's really good on special teams. I'm not saying Kaderil Hodges on a lock to come back next year, but he's a valuable piece. And I thought he played a good football game today. I thought he did his job. Um, Jack Fox, 57-yard punt, average of 44. I'd just give Jack Fox a game ball because I think he's awesome. All right, next week, 1 o'clock, Ford Field. Your 2-13-1 Lions take on the Green Bay Packers. If the Packers win tonight, they clinch the uh, first round by in the NFC. Lions, what can you say? We're, 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 we're toward the end of the season, folks. This is it. Kind of sad, but in another sense, we got to move on. At what time next Sunday does Anthony Lynn resign? Like 4.35, 4.40? Dan Campbell's improving as a play caller. You can almost bet the house. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator from tight ends coach, and Dan Campbell continues to call the plays. You could tell he loves it. You could tell. He's got that play sheet. He's covering his mouth. He loves it. There's just not enough, not enough material right now. All right, folks, Lions lose. Thanks for making us your first listen. Post-game pods in the books. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.